rather than being pulled by these expectations of society and, and let that dictate your feelings, it's really important for you to think about what you, what is important to you. Welcome back to the WOW Series podcast, where we sit down with global leaders and discuss their unique career journeys so that no woman has to feel alone in navigating their career. Our conversations will leave you with your daily dose of inspiration, a new favorite WOW woman-owned brand to shop, and new ideas to take back to your side hustle and career. Prepare to be wowed. Let's get started. Today, we're sitting down with Oge Zoge Odige, based out of London. She is a life coach and consultant. I've had the pleasure of getting to know not only her, but her family, and have brought all of them into the WOW Women Network. And we're going to be talking about her story to navigating what's next. As you may or may not know, our next event in April 21 is going to be talking about what's next and how you navigate that next chapter, whether it's starting a business, taking a career transition, and Oge is an expert in helping professionals and women take that next step. And we're going to really dive into women who are just feeling a bit stuck in their careers or feeling like there's some higher purpose for them out there, but having trouble making that transition. She's here to help you and guide you with that. And she'll also be speaking at our event where we'll dive into it more. I'm so excited to talk with you about this topic, okay, because, you know, when I first started my career, I actually worked with a friend who was a life coach, and she just kind of pushed me and was that support arm for you can do this, and here's how you can do this. Mm -hmm. um, I think so often we just need one person to kind of believe in us and tell us it's okay to, okay. to do that and take that next step. So before we get into all that, if you could please introduce yourself, I would okay. love to introduce you to our network. Oh, thank you so much, Abigail. Thank you for that introduction. I was like, who, who is she talking about? <laughs> but, um, thank you so much. Uh, it's lovely to be here. I, I, I'm a lover of learning, especially through conversations like the one we're going to have and conversations about people's experiences. I think that's such a fabulous way to learn. Mm -hmm. And I think that you provide such a great platform to, to be able to do that. So that's why I'm here and that's why I'm excited about April the 3rd. So yeah, um, myself, introducing myself. Um, my, my first career, which I like to call my take one, <laughs> began in primary education. So I was a primary school teacher and a primary school leader. And over a period of about 15 years, I, I did a lot of things in the school environment. So from helping teaching children from raising the attainment, from improving the profile of, of subjects in school, from equipping teachers to be able to, to improve teaching and learning, and just lead all sorts of school improvement um, initiatives. So I've been able to do all those things. And I love my teaching career. I loved it because no two days are the same. If you work with kids, you will know this. No two days are the same. Kids can challenge you. Kids can uh, entertain you. And I just, when I think about the, the, the school environment, it's like, a, it's like a lab where you see all the results from experiments in, in mindset, experiments in potential, opportunity and growth, so much growth. And I think when I look back on that career, that's, that's what I really, really take from it. I see that 
anything is possible just with the right combination of all those things that I've mentioned. And so I enjoyed it, but there came a time when I felt like I wanted to do something more. I yearned to do something more. I didn't know what that was. And um, I spent a number of years trying to figure out what that was. And, you know, I would try and I would push out of my mind. I would try to push out of my mind. And um, eventually, I, when I come to talk about my challenge, my challenge proved to be actually the catalyst to help me change my, my career out of teaching. Mm -hmm. So I did move out of teaching and I moved into business improvement, which wasn't really what I matched myself to be with in at first. I did a little bit of, because I like to be practical. So <laughs> I looked at what aligned with what I, I skills that I had, and I thought I'd go into HR, or learning and development, but somehow I ended up in business improvement. And I think that has a lot of similarities with this classroom environment that I hadn't seen or the school environment because it deals a lot with change, changing people, changing processes and trying to improve. So I think I found <laughs> my, my take to in this, in this arena and, and I'm really enjoying it. I'm enjoying, I work on um, projects in the public sector, especially where we just, you know, look at where processes are broken and try and, and, and improve them to make them more efficient. And then what I would call my take three <laughs> is um, life coaching. So, you know, when I said I didn't quite know the change that I wanted to make, I knew I wanted to make a change, I didn't quite know, and I didn't even feel like I was able to. So I, I had the benefit of coaching. And when I saw the power of that, I felt like, gosh, I needed to do more of this. I needed more of this. And so I went and I trained, I got a, a diploma in, in life coaching. And so now I support women, especially women who want to embark on any kind of change in their life to, to just, you know, like you were saying, sometimes we need that support, that extra hand to help us believe in ourselves. All, all the work is us doing it, but it's just that extra person cheering you on to help you. Yeah. So I work with women and I, I do this kind of work with them. Wonderful. So that's me in a nutshell. <laughs> so much, though, guys, so much to dive into here. And, you know, as we all say, or we all know, change is the only constant in life, right? But right. It's, so, it's often so hard for us to do, especially when we've gotten into our comfort zones. And I'm sure mm. you see this with the clients that you work with. But as women, you know, we can be even more pulled into a routine of taking care of other people and not necessarily taking care of ourselves or feeling yeah. the pressure to do this, this, and this, to be a good mom, to be a good parent, to be a good employee, sister, you know, friend, all, all of those different things. And I really love that you've made a career out of change. And <laughs> that when you were talking, it reminded me of another quote that Sandra Mark said with us a couple weeks ago, and it's just get uncomfortable being uncomfortable, which yeah. really applies to get uncomfortable with change, you know, like life is always changing and leading us in different directions. And yeah. I'd love to hear more when you share, when you were telling us about you and your introduction, what led you to take two was actually navigating that challenge in your career. So yeah. I would love to hear more about what that was for everyone yeah. else watching. And I'm sure many of us can, can learn from this as well. Okay. So, yeah. So what, I feel funny calling it a challenge, but I, like I said to you, it was, it's a challenge and it's a catalyst. Uh -huh. um, I would say that raising, starting a family, Mm -hmm. was 
has been my biggest challenge in my career today. And at the same time, it has been the biggest catalyst for all the changes that I've made in my life. And I chose to share that because I know it's very common with women. It's, very, it's a very common thing that women experience. I decided to raise a family with my husband. Mm -hmm. The way that raising a family has affected my career has not affected his in the same way. Mm. And I think that's just, it's, it's not a blame fest. It's just <laughs> the way that it is. Yeah. And, you know, when, when I think about that, I think about when I was juggling being a teacher and, and having my young children, I would drop one of my children. Bear in mind, teachers have to be at, at school in, you know, early enough. Yeah. Not at nine o'clock, <laughs> a lot earlier than nine o'clock. So I drop one child, one end of town. I would have to drive about 40 minutes if there was traffic oh to the other end to drop the other child. Then I'd drive again to go to work. And every day on those journeys, I tell you, my blood pressure was probably, you know, high <laughs> and I was always stressed. Yeah. And I wasn't, it was always stressing me out. And I felt like it got to a point when you know, I, I'd said I wanted to leave teaching, but I, I didn't know where to go. But then this happened and I just felt like I cannot continue this and I cannot keep this, keep up with this lifestyle. Yeah. And I cannot, every time I'm driving, I feel like I'm rushing. I feel like I'm, I have to be somewhere on this time. So that was the push that made me think, okay, I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm going to come out, even though I don't know what, what I'm going to do, but I just cannot commit to another school year of doing this with my young children. So they were a challenge. Raising them was a challenge in terms of childcare, but then they were also the catalyst that, that started my change. So when I changed and I decided I wasn't going to, to be a teacher anymore, I didn't know what I was going to do next. So I had a period where I was a stay at home mom. And you know, you, you talked about having people in your life to support you. My husband was one of those people. And he said to me, and, and a few friends as well were really encouraging and they said, take time to figure out what you really want to do. Just take this time to think, maybe give yourself about six months. And so in those six months, I was a stay at home mom. And I was, in, in, sometimes I'd feel this, you know, smug feeling of, yes, I'm such a good mother because I'm at every meeting, I'm at every show, I'm at every event, I'm there. And I'd feel really proud. And the other times I'd feel really small because I'd look at all my friends achieving things in the career and I just think oh, I'm not really achieved my, my, my career has stopped so I was always fleeting between those two feelings yeah. and it was it was really challenging it was very difficult and I think those come about because of society's expectations that, that have been put on women like you say the expectations to be the, the nurturer the main caregiver and therefore you know when you're doing it you feel really great but then again there's expectation for you to to also I somehow subconsciously equated success mm -hmm. as career achievement. And I wasn't seeing it as anything else but that. Yeah. And so that's why I was struggling with those feelings. Yeah. And, and I think I've since, since learned that rather than being pulled by these expectations of society and, and let that dictate your feelings, it's really important for you to think about what you, what is important to you. Mm -hmm. Because there are people who, who really believe that it's important for them to be at home for the, those number of years for their children. And that is fine. Yeah. And they shouldn't be made to feel like they're not advancing or they're not doing, they're not achieving things because of that. Yes. And I, I think I had those feelings because of what I had 
taking from society. And I've since unlearned them and I'm grateful for that. And that's what I, I, I try to share with other people as well, that you have to identify your own measure of success in whatever it is you are doing. Your success can look different to person B's success. And therefore you have to identify that by yourself based on what is important to you, what your values are. So that, that I would say was one of my challenges. And again, a place where I was able to grow so much out of. And when I think about a second challenge, again, it's, it's another one that is internal. Mm -hmm. I, I, I feel this one was, it had to do with how I saw myself, how I positioned myself and how I use my voice. And a lot of that came out when I was trying to transition from a different, from teaching to a different career. You know, I did all that work of aligning my skills and, and reaching out to recruiters, but then I wasn't getting anything back. In fact, I was getting teaching job offers. And I was like, did you not see my profile where I'd written how I want to transition? And yeah. they just ignored all that. And I felt deflated. I felt like I started to question, am I, maybe I'm not good for anything else mm -hmm. but teaching. And maybe I can't, maybe I've made a mistake. And I started to have all these, you know, self-doubt experiences and, and feelings and and that wasn't really that wasn't good and I think about this and I think there is a there is a space for something to be done about this because like I said to you I work with an organization who their, their main objective is to help career changers who who are at the peak of maybe another professional career to come into teaching mm -hmm. and I work with them I talk to them about their motivations I interview them and and when we are just so happy to have them because we just think it's such a great thing to be able to transfer skills from one yeah. place to another yeah and if you think about it the goal of of the school environment or education is to prepare one of the goals is to prepare young children for the world of work mm -hmm. so what better way to is there than to connect the two worlds so we're so happy to have right. these professionals come into teaching but there i don't there's not there's hardly anything out there going the other way around right, right. teachers go into other professions there's hardly anything out there and and you know there's i think that there's such a space for that because i really struggled what helped me was networking mm -hmm. just talking to people and saying this is what i want to do this is what i want to do and this is how i came about i met someone and then i got on my opportunity mm -hmm. that got me into the world of, of of business improvement where i am today so I, I think though with that positioning myself i think all that stuff came from again uh, subconscious conditioning you know mm -hmm. I was told things like um you should you shouldn't blow your own trumpet <laughs> you yeah. should uh, pride goes before a fall things like let your work speak for itself I took all these things into I took them in and and so I struggled when I was in teaching I guess I got over them because I I'd, I racked up years so I felt like yes I'm a veteran so I can I can speak up I can use my voice because I've sort of earned it and that's why when I look at you and the work that you do, you know, I, I feel so proud because we need to teach young, young people to use their voice. You don't have to have been 20 something years in there before you yeah. have a voice. You don't have to have done, my, my, one of my bosses told me, who do you think experts are? Experts are just people that are doing the same thing that you're doing and doing it very well and speaking about it. And I don't think that I had that. I did, I never had that kind of a mindset. I thought you need to, earn your badges before you yep. use your voice. You need to earn your badges before you get seen and you get heard. And, and there's fault in that. 
Yeah. And, and that, that is for now, nowadays it's called imposter syndrome. It made me feel like an imposter. Yeah. And I struggled with that. I felt like, hmm, I'm just, even when I got my role, I was like, oh, these people think I'm a project manager. I'm just a teacher in disguise. They're going to find out soon. But, <laughs> you know, I, I just closed my eyes to all the skills that I had and all the experiences that I had. So even when I started life coaching, I had the same issue. Yeah. Who are you to be talking to these people? But yeah. even a friend said to me, a well-meaning friend said to me, oh no, good coaches, they, they have to have been through trauma for them yeah. to, to be successful. Or they have to have all these different I, certifications. Yeah. Or, yeah. yeah. I don't think you've been through the, the kind of trauma that will make you a good coach. <laughs> I know she was well-meaning, but yeah. it's all these things that society tells you that you really have got to, I mean, thank goodness with coach training, I, I was able to work through a lot of these things. Mm -hmm. And that is why I love what I do now because I can help other people work through those feelings of, yeah. of you know, I'm not enough and I'm different when, you know, that's not true. Yeah. So, yeah, so those, that's what I would say with the big challenges mm -hmm. that I experienced, especially with my career changing and, and yeah, that's, that's it. Hey everyone, it's Abigail here. Are you enjoying what you're listening to? Well, come to our website, www.thewowseries.org to check out more and learn about our Wow Series community, our members, and many more Wow Women-owned brands to shop. See you there. Thank you so much, Okay. And we already kind of dove into some of the advice too there. And one yeah. piece that I love is reminding and other women through your own journey to unlearn some of the things that we've just taught, been taught to learn simply just by being, you know, born a woman in society and the expectations that have been placed on us for generation after generation. I think it's so important to unlearn that imposter syndrome, that self-doubt. And yeah. I love what you said about find internally how to measure your own success because, mm -hmm. you know, I, I see this too. And my mother was a stay-at-home mom her whole life. And I, it is a full-time job. I don't know how she did it. And, you yeah. know, we spoke with Rita in our last interview and she told us her story about how she had a great professional career, but then when she left to be a mom and then came back to the workforce, all everyone doubted was, oh, what's this gap in your resume? Or you doubted that she, you know, what mm -hmm. you were raising a family, you weren't working when I think so many of us, and I think all of us at the end of the day agree that being a mother, being a parent is a very challenging job. Yeah. But we also are taught, you know, that if we are, if we do do that full time or we take time off, whatever it might be, that we're not being successful in our careers and our other personal yeah. lives. And I yeah. love your reminder. And it applies to not everyone, not just mothers, but it's a great example. But just remembering what is your own measure of success. And mm -hmm. that's something that I've had to do, as you know, too, being an entrepreneur mm. and inviting all of these different and incredible women into our network and learning other organizations that are out there similar to us, you know, sometimes I can get lost and yeah. I'm not doing what this person is doing or that or that, yeah. or I'm not good yeah. enough. And I'm, I don't have this, I wasn't featured here. And I've just, you know, through practice and honestly mentors like yourself and other mentors in my community, just remind me to Abby, put your blinders on. What's your success? You know, just because so-and-so is doing this and you see it on social media or whatever it might be, why do you feel like you need to do that? You know, and it's just asking yourself, like when you start to get those feelings of self-doubt or anxiety or, oh my gosh, you know, I'm not doing this. It's just pausing and reflecting has been such a game changer for me. And 
and finding that internal goals of success of happiness for yourself and I love what you said too about unlearning you know the expectations that others might think of us or society might think of us and mm -hmm. your your story about your friend is so relatable too right I think often when we want to start something new or different yeah always and it's because they care you know or at least yeah. that's my mindset if anyone yeah. is doubting me or asking a question it's because they care they want the best for you um but that's such an excellent example of you know also needing to unlearn other people's doubts or criticisms and stay going back to what you just said of staying true to who you are and what your goals are and what you know and believe in yourself and and the work that you're doing is so important to help one by one other women learn that and have that support system i needed it i still need it and i learned so much from you too in our in our whenever we talk or get together and i just think it's so important um to have that support system and also break down the stigmas that you have to have a certain trauma or something like this to be a life coach and also kind of you know bring more awareness to around the industry and why it is legitimate and important yeah. So with that said, do you have any other advice that you'd like to share or did that kind of cover it with <laughs> yeah, well, well, I think the biggest thing that came out for me was, I can sum it up with the words, drive your own life. Mm. That's what I would say. And, and underneath that, that means a lot of things. I, I wrote an ebook called <laughs> Drive Your Life. And I just think it sums up everything. And like you say, it involves challenge your challenge expectations around you. Don't do it just to be to be a troublemaker, but do it because you want to know, are they yours or are they just what you've inherited? Right. You know, and by asking it, like you say, self question, asking yourself questions, why do I want to do this thing? Why do I, is it because everyone's doing it or does it really mean something to me? Mm -hmm. And, and I, I would say also, you know, map out your life, you know, I think it was Napoleon that said, if, if you fail to plan, you, you plan to fail. Mm -hmm. and, and, and I, for a long time, I didn't map out my life. I just felt like, yes, I landed a job and yes, I've got this job. And I didn't think, okay, I'm going to stay here this number of years. I'm going to do this. I'm going to, and it's not a bad thing to do, to have a plan so that you are, you know, staring your own sh ship, so to speak, mm -hmm. and, and have that plan for your life, not just in career, in, in other aspects of your life, yeah. you know? People might say, oh, yes, or by, especially in culture that I'm from, people yeah. will say, oh, yeah, it's, it's time for you to get married. But that's not for somebody else to tell you. Mm -hmm. That's for you to tell yourself mm -hmm. when you want to do that. And, yeah. and just, again, know your worth and use your voice. You don't have to be a veteran before you can start speaking. We all have something. I, I have this thing that, yeah, we, you can learn from anybody, no matter how young, no matter how old, no matter how inexperienced, if we can learn from our children, then we can learn from each other. And so people shouldn't feel like they need to be at a certain space or, or age or stage before they can say or contribute. We can all contribute. So I guess those are the three things I would say under that whole umbrella of be the driver of your own life. Yes. Oh my gosh. That's so important. And one piece that I love that we're talking about here too, is breaking down the idea that you need to have a certain age, experience, years, yeah. career under your belt to begin speaking out. And that's been something that I've really pushed myself to do more of thanks to women like you, because I've met and brought in all of these different women into the WOW network. And I've, I've learned and heard exactly what you're saying. You know, why can't I use my voice now? Like yeah. who's telling me not to? 
Yeah. Um, I have something to say and I'm going to say it. And it also comes with like flexing that muscle. Like it can feel uncomfortable no matter what age you are to start speaking out against the issues that you care about. Um, mm -hmm. But it's important and it needs to be done. And I also think, you know, there's so much pressure to say this on social media or say this outside of social media. Mm -hmm. But as long as you are using your voice in whatever way feels right to you. Is it at work? Is it with your friends? Is it with your family? Is it on social media? You know, ask yourself those questions. And going back to the, the summary of our whole conversation is ask yourself those questions and do what's right for you. Yeah. You don't have to do what society or social media is telling you to do, but find the, your own opinions and do the research or have the conversations. Mm -hmm. um, and honestly, conversations like this, you know, have what also helps educate me by learning through the stories and experiences yeah. of those different. And then having the conversations about it, you know, and using that to form all of my opinions. And um, this is a whole topic that I'm sure we'll get into in our conversation <laughs> too, but you know, every time in a WOW series conversations, whether we're talking about career or personal advice, we do always kind of tie it back to this piece that you mentioned. And that's why I love having what I call everyday activists or change makers like you in our series, because you know, it's anyone can have a voice. And in any conversation, if we can just float in these greater issues about um, you know, issues with our society, like stereotypes placed on women or colorism, you know, all of that, it's it's so important to have those. Um, and then in having those, you learn how to use your voice. So Thank you so much, Ogay, for being one of those women who have helped me, you know, have the confidence to step up and get uncomfortable and, and have these conversations interculturally, interracially, and really, you know, just showing that we can all come together, no matter what we look like or who we are, where we come from, to That's help right. them support each other in all these challenges. That's right. Thank you so much for having me. It's, it's so good. Like I said, I love learning from conversations. I learn from you all the time, from the panel. Oh. Thank you. I'm so excited just to yes. hear more and learn more. So definitely. Thank you.